But, but if it helps any, I think we talked about how lovely your fingers and your hands are on the road trip, too. I mean, we just... Oh, yeah. We yeah, just yeah. always... Did you? How does that get brought up? <laughs> your hands are legendary. <laughs> Anytime a guy's wife asks for the hands, other than the, you know, you know, we got to talk about the hands, Bubba. <laughs> you know what? We should... Uh, I should do, like, the Dustin Diamond. You know how he made his own... Uh, oh, yeah. I should, I should do a, a, a hand mold or something. <laughs> you yeah. should. We can raise that. Kittens. <laughs> it's Mojax. Mojax is coming back at you. Episode five. Is that right, boys? Episode five? Sure. Yes. Okay. Asbury, you want to clarify that? Well, slash six. Well, it's episode five. We had a little sort of promo on our logo, and it might have accidentally classified as that as its own episode, but it wasn't. So technically, tonight's five. Yes. I mean, it, it did bring that. some heat. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. And you know, <laughs> listeners keep climbing, and I've had a couple people text me that I don't. I mean, they they've told me they really enjoyed it. So you know, it's getting up there. Say hi to your mom for me. <laughs> he loves it. I, I got you. I'll tell her. Uh, <laughs> Dale Dale said she can't quit listening to us. Is what I heard. Yeah, he did. He actually said he came in the other day. Was he was wanting dinner, and she's like, "Be quiet! I'm trying to listen to the podcast." <laughs> did Dale ask what the <laughs> hell podcast was? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he literally he did. He goes, "What are you talking? about? What is it?" <laughs> Let's uh, we thought it was something uh, you put on the end of your fishing line podcast. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, that was, that was bad. For some joke, reason, guy. whenever you talk about your mom listening to this, I keep on thinking of the uh, Howard Stern movie. Private Party? <laughs> Are you serious right now? <laughs> oh, God. Well, thank God she doesn't know what that means. I'm sure she knows. What that means. <laughs> yeah, I hope great. she goes and watches the movie now. Wow! Listen, that's one of my guilty pleasures. I listen to Howard Stern every day. He's on. I get, I go in spurts, and I'll get obsessed, listen to him a ton, and then kind of forget about him. And honestly, today was the first time in a long time in my car. I kicked on uh, ESPNU and started listening to a little college football talk, and I was because I was been so bummed out. But yeah. I'll get we'll get to that. But uh, let's start us off with the last two episodes of the Last Dance. So I'll uh, I'll start it off. Um, so that I mean, again, it's just to me it got better and better. Probably the best sports documentary that <clears throat> that I've seen. Granted, I love the subject because i love jordan and the bulls but um you know i'm not gonna talk too much about it i mean obviously we knew what happened for the most part uh one thing i did not know um was that phil was actually offered to come back now he was offered by the owner correct not the gm right not the gm so he was offered by reinsdorf not kraus is that right yeah 
Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Which, um, <clears throat> so I think Phil Phil actually answered it on there. Phil Jackson said he didn't think it was fair uh, to Krause because Krause had made it all, you know, said it all along. It was his last year. So he's probably right. It would have probably been a debacle, but you can definitely see Jordan was extremely upset. Um, I thought it was kind of odd that he only said, you know, we could have at least tried for one more year. I was kind of surprised he didn't say, you know, a couple more years, but um, so that was a little surprising to me. I mean, obviously that never really came out. I don't think I never heard it that Phil was actually offered at the very, very end, you know, after they won to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, I, I did hear on the radio today and I never really thought about it. They were talking about how they thought Jordan, it's he appears to be you know he's one of the wealthiest men in the world one of the greatest athletes all time but how it ended i mean we're not you know when you talk about the wizard stuff but how how it truly ended uh was kind of tragic i mean considering he was still really i mean he was mvp he was still kind of top of the top of the league so um anyways that's kind of what i took away from it uh we'll go around the horn we'll start with brent um, well, one of the biggest things I took away was the flu game was really not the flu game. They said it was food poisoning game. Uh, so like, what would those guys have had to do to the food? I wonder what they put in it to make him sick. <laughs> uh, that's one thing I took away that it was just, you know, it was actually, he had ordered a pizza and his trainer who I really enjoyed him, like, especially a couple of weeks ago when he got so emotional, just talking about him. <laughs> Uh, he said he had a bad feeling about it when those five guys yeah. showed up. Said he just had a terrible feeling. Did you about hear? It. Did you hear the whole story behind that pizza and why he was the only one who ate it? I heard something about he spit on the the team's pizza because they ordered with. Did they order without? No, no. Well, it was his that group that his like you know quote unquote entourage or whatever. Yeah. Something about the uh, the that night Jordan was running kind of late and his his guys kind of ate without him, didn't wait on him. <laughs> and he was kind of, you know, kind of pissed, but kind of just messing with them as well. And uh, he actually said, ain't nobody touched my pizza. This is my pizza. You guys <laughs> didn't wait on me. If you guys are hungry, screw you. <laughs> and uh, so when they got the pizza, he did. He actually spit on it. And they actually said that, that wasn't uncommon for him to do just to mess with people. And uh, he spit on the pizza and he ate it himself. No one else touched it. No, oh, geez. I'll, but I did also hear today there were reports that uh, allegedly the guy who who delivered the pizza. I know there was a, a bunch of those five of them or whatever. But one of the guys actually came out today and called it a uh, a bold lie. He said, I'm the one that made the pizza. I delivered the pizza. He said, I actually named my kid after Jordan. I was a huge fan. He went into all this other stuff about Jordan and that absolutely there was nothing wrong with that pizza. So I was waiting, I was waiting to see if anything came out about that. And so there was reports today that one of the guys came out and said that. Well, it's funny. Been, that's funny. Unintentional. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of funny. You guys said that because uh, I was thinking, I mean, first of all, I mean, yeah, they probably knew the bulls were at that um, hotel, but, I mean, I'm guessing they don't use Jordan's name to order a pizza. Yeah, I'm not, I don't think he called up and said, hey, this is Michael Jordan. Can you bring me a pizza? Yeah, so they <laughs> they might have just thought it was for a player. They didn't necessarily know who. And I don't – I think probably what happened, just 
my personal theory is that you know they they did make it and you know somebody in the shop i don't think they intentionally did it they were probably just had some germs and maybe had a virus or something and spread to it um now so, I mean, the other thing i'll find interesting about this is um everybody acted like that was the first time they'd ever even heard that at all like yeah i've heard that like a couple of years ago that was being talked about and was actually in an interview that Jordan gave where he actually revealed that a couple of years ago. I never heard it to be honest with you. <laughs> that was the, first, was the first I heard anything. Really? Yep. Yep. I'm just, so I'm just lucky. I what guess. else you got Brent? We kind of stole your thunder there. <laughs> no, <laughs> the only other thing was just Jerry Krause's whole ego of getting rid of that team. I know they said a couple of the, you know, the role players were older. But I'm just like, people would have lined up to play with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. I mean, they could have brought guys in the next year to build around them, even if they thought Kerr and Rodman and all those guys were, you know, on the back end of their career. So I just – that still baffles me. I mean, it's, it's freaking Michael Jordan. You let him play in a Bulls uniform until he says I'm done. You know, I, so I don't – that's the only part that really still kind of sucks about the whole way it ended. And- kind of bothered me that Scotty Pippen called him the greatest GM of all time. Yeah, that yeah. was a little, He was basically saying, I, I got to give him credit because he did put the team together. But I'm sitting there thinking, Scotty, man, he screwed you. I mean, completely screwed you. Yeah. yeah I don't know. But I also, I mean, have, I have, since you brought that up, Bubba, I was thinking when I was watching that, like, you know, when he said, they asked him, how, how was – I mean, let's, let's be honest. Scotty's not the most, like, he doesn't seem that intellectual <laughs> to me when he's answering right. questions. I mean, they asked him about if he ever, if he regretted, you know, not going in, in that game. And he, he spent 30 minutes talking about how basically he regretted it. He never said those words. And then he's like, I mean, I would do everything the same way. I mean, so I thought it was – they asked him about the, the, year, the year Jordan uh, left, the first year. And if you remember, they said, what What was that year like? And he said, great. Like, I think there's still a little bit there, some animosity and, and things. I don't think, like, it's Jordan Pippen. Everybody thinks they're, like, best friends. I don't think that's the situation right. at all. I, th- I think they respect one another. Yeah. I think that he, they, to a point, enjoyed playing with one another. But at the same time, I think Pippen probably has that feeling that uh, – he could have been a little bit bigger of a star if he wasn't in Michael's shadow all the all that time. Yeah. So. All right. Anybody else, Bubba? You want you? Kind of, everybody's kind of chimed in, but anybody got anything else? Nope. Well, you got something, Bubba? Uh, I was just gonna say, uh, <clears throat> knowing how competitive Michael Jordan is, having to live with that, probably he thinks about it. I, I'd say on a regular basis, yeah. and not being able to come back. Oh yeah. And try again for one more year because I mean it, that pretty much this whole ten part series was all about how competitive he is and how that drove everybody around him and everything he did, and for him to have to leave that un- the unknown, I- I'm sure he probably still thinks about that every single. I mean, I- I'd say at least weekly. Yeah, yeah I'd say. The- I'd say that for someone like him being that competitive, he would have rather have played a year or two more and tried to win seven and eight than to go out on top 
because that was really never. Well, his I saw plan. a. And I'm keep going, Asbury. Oh, I was just saying. Uh, I will say that kind of going off of what uh, I think Justin said earlier, um, talking about how he only said one more year. The thing I'll, I'll give credit on that is you got to think that was pretty late in his career. I know he came back later on when he was old, but think of that minutes and the rough minutes that he played. The guys just don't go through these days. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. I mean, he played every night, and he played the entire game. They didn't take nights off. They didn't do a lot of the stuff the guys do these days. A.K.A. Now. LeBron's a pussy. Holy <laughs> <laughs> And he really was. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, they talk about it all the time, how when they get to the finals, they were just worn completely out. And I, I think that it was – I think all the time it actually really worn on him. I think he was tired. I think it was really starting to get to him. Now, he probably felt like he only had one year left in him maybe. Well, but – and that 99 season was the strike season, so it was a shortened year. True. Yeah. Right, True. yeah. That's a good point too. And this has been 10 hours of really good yeah. TV. Oh, yeah. But I, I feel like they could have done 20. Oh, absolutely. And I would have liked, and yeah. I would have liked it even more. Yeah, that's that's what's crazy. It was ten a uh, ten episodes, basically ten hours, and I absolutely thought the same thing, man. I was like, I could easily watch ten more, and it didn't seem like it. Really, didn't seem like it. And, and even in some parts, were even kind of not really cut off, but kind of let you want a little bit more. So, yeah, I completely agree. But I'm definitely yeah. uh, stoked for. There's several more they advertised during that one, but of course I'm most excited for Sammy and uh, and McGuire. Yeah, uh, I'm ready for that too. But don't forget uh, Wednesday night, uh, I guess tomorrow night, um, they're doing that expanded uh, game six with that footage, extra footage from the uh, last dance video. Hmm. So it's coming on tomorrow night, and it's uh, they're doing a whole behind the scenes of Game Six. Where's that? What's that on? I was wondering. It's on. Uh, they advertise it's it during on the ESPN, show. It's right? on. Uh, it's either, yeah, I'll it's have on to ESPN. watch it after Mass yeah. Singer. That's right, Mass Singer <laughs> finale. <laughs> little Bow Wow. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely Little <laughs> Bow Wow. Asbury, you watch Mass Singer? I have not oh. watched this year. No. Uh, Oh my god! Yeah, that's Barry Zito just just got kicked off. He actually can Barry Zito was good. Yeah, really? he was really good, yeah. man. Yep. Wow. Speaking of, uh, singing, I could I could see that singing shows. American Idol had maybe the best batch of talent ever, and they they had to do it from their house oh. the last couple of weeks. And the guy that should have won by landslide didn't win. So me I'm too. Pissed. He sang Country Roads <laughs> a couple weeks ago in like a reggae yeah. type version. It was pretty good, but. Uh yeah, I mean, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that. You know what, Asbury? You know what you mean. <laughs> We're gonna start a segment. Fritt and I have kind of talked about this and uh, about singing shows and just shows like that we like. And that segment's gonna call taking it from the backstage. That's <laughs> 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 uh, Thought we'd get another sort of Corona social distancing update. Not not necessarily a person on a personal level, um, but kind of our predict predictions on what's going to happen this fall. I 
all along said, of course, we're going to have football. Not because I didn't believe in the virus. I think you guys know that. But I just assumed, you know, it would we would have it and there, for multiple reasons. But today, listen to the radio, just the last couple really days and last week or so, doubt is definitely starting to creep in my mind because you start seeing all these preparations that people are, are you know, are doing, athletic departments are doing for it. And the more I hear about it and and the more I read about it, I think best case scenario is they play, but it's no fans. And, you know, we do get to see it on TV, but I haven't heard a scenario today that they would have some fans, but social distance those fans. Now, how in the world would that work? I don't know. I mean, that just sounds crazy to me. But, um, I mean, there's a gentleman talking about a couple – ADs, he wouldn't name them, but how hard this whole thing has been on them. Obviously, football, you know, is a revenue, huge revenue sport, and they've had to either, you know, can or furlough employees or whatnot. And um, that's what they're kind of, you know, looking at now is, it's in lieu of furloughing these employees, some of these schools, as you might have seen, Furman, have cut other sports, non-revenue sports, I would call them. And unfortunately, as much as I love baseball, it, it doesn't typically, except for a couple schools, bring in a lot of money. Maybe Asbury can speak to that. But um, so basically, the what I got from all this is, I mean, it's just it was hours and hours of talk about how it would look in the fall, and I just got to thinking. I mean, Brent may be right about this. We may not have football, and if we do, it's going to look a heck of a lot different than we're used to. So well, let's get your thoughts on that. We'll start with Asbury, and then we'll go back around this time. I'm going to speak from uh, the more financial side. Of course. Exactly. It's happening. <laughs> In some way, shape, or form, it's happening. The schools can't not have football. There will literally be schools, not athletic departments, but schools will go bankrupt if there's not football. And not just a few, there'll be a bunch of them. They will figure out some way. I mean, you've got you've got Gordon Gee coming out, uh, what was it, last week, where he said that we're having football even if I have to suit up. Yeah, so Can you imagine his old wrinkle and then you have football. <laughs> hey, H H receiver. Speed fly sweep. He's breaking uh, half first hit. Really. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's see who else was it that came out um, I can't remember somebody else from W uh, had comments related very similar um, basically saying we're going to have football in some way shape or form uh, you're right maybe it's without fans um, I know University of Tennessee already did studies on how they would social distance and how many people would be in their stadium. You know, and everybody knows it's over a hundred thousand seat stadium. Um, And it would only be anywhere between 16,000 and like 35,000 people, depending on how they broke it up. But schools just can't handle it. Uh, You got the Mac who's already, they've already had multiple schools cut. I know Cincinnati cut men's soccer. And, uh, Yes, and Akron cut like three sports. Yeah, um, as as Pritt said, Furman um, they cut baseball. Um, yeah, they said 
There was another they team. Furman had been okay. playing baseball since the 1800s, yeah. too. Just so you oh know. Oh my gosh. Yes, and, and and as you said, I think there's only I think last year there was only maybe five schools in the whole country who had three sports that generated actual revenue. Um in 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 those five schools, the third sport was baseball. Um, every other every other school in the country, it's only football and men's basketball, Side note, that's and good, nothing uh, else. Good uh, trivia question there. Yep. Maybe we should add a new segment. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there, they it's going to happen. Um, I've been listening to some of these other uh, talk shows and radios and podcasts. They've been talking of breaking down schools and revenues and how much the reason one reason why the Mac is getting hit so hard is like over the whole conference it's something like 70% of all athletic budgets are funded by the school well wow. and they just can't sustain the loss of revenue that even though their revenue is nothing like the big uh, the, the the power five you're not going to be able to sustain it yeah I Maybe and I, this is another thought. Maybe you guys can answer this for me. Wouldn't it if if they didn't do fans, but they put them on TV? I mean, wouldn't wouldn't the TV the viewers be extremely high and they would get oh, it's going to be and insane. they would get more money, or do, is that capped, or how does that work? I mean, well, under the current contracts, the contracts a contract, but they've been talking about whether or not they'd be able to go to the. Uh, you know, the TV partners and say, is there some sort of revenue sharing they can get into to try to bump up that, that a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, you know, right now TV contracts are kind of set as is, um, you know, they've, they've paid for that content. I don't think there's a lot of revenue sharing involved with that. I could be wrong. Okay. But uh, that has been discussed. I've heard a lot of talk about that, whether they could go and say, Hey, listen, we're not going to have fans. You're going to reap the benefits of this. We need to, you know, share in this a little bit and see if they can, you know, negotiate that a little bit. Right, right. I mean, and, and I gotta, I gotta wonder too about how they've been going to streaming for everything. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, that's all. Everyone will be streaming because there's no sports right now. No one will be at the games. No oh, one. Gosh. I mean, not just at the game that's playing. But I'm talking about no one else in the whole country will be at any other games. So. Yeah. Um, I wonder how that, if that would even, you know, d- work effectively. So it wouldn't in my house. I know that. <laughs> You'd have to come over here. <laughs> Here's my question. Like, once it's opened up, will y'all have any reservation about going to games? You know, I won't. I'll be first one at the gate when the stadium opens up. No. I'll be, I'll be the first. Well, I'll be there on actually arm go like in it. an hour and a half. Well, oh, okay. no, gee. well, maybe not. Um, at first, I don't know. I go back and forth on that. I go back and forth, not just on football, but I go back and forth on that daily. I don't think I would have problems, but I mean, obviously it would, you know, it would look different and things like that, but, uh, I don't know. I'd have to assess everything then, but I'd probably be, probably okay. Plus I'd probably be dying not to go. It's just crazy times. I mean, it's like, (laughs) when is the line where literally our country has to open up? not getting political to like ensure we don't have a great depression. You know what I mean? Like when do we have to open up to ensure like people aren't losing everything, you know, that's a fine line. And then 
And then you got to wonder, I mean, obviously it's very predicted by everyone that there will be, you know, a spike of some sort in the fall because they will be opening up. And what's it look like if there's a spike or there's an outbreak or something on a campus? I mean, I've heard maybe, I've even heard this radio show today, they even said, you know, maybe they just bring back the student-athletes and the rest are uh, virtual learning or, or online learning. Okay, well, if you do that, what happens if what happens if one player or one team tests positive? Well, they're supposed to go to, you know, another state that weekend. Maybe that team and school doesn't feel comfortable. Is it a forfeit? I mean, it, there's, there's so many things that could be affected by it. So it's, I mean, it's just, you can't, really can't say anything except this is just crazy times. I, I don't know. It's definitely going to be fluid and crazy. Um, and, and again, of course, you know, you have different states involved. It's going to be different everywhere. It's going to be a weird season. Um, it, actually, that you said that that was kind of the point I was trying to think of earlier. I went blank. Um, it was either Shane Lyons or Gordon Gee again today or yesterday made the comment about um, just because one player it was gets G. It doesn't I think mean you shut the whole team down. Yep. Was it okay? Yeah, he basically said, you know, you can't shut a whole team down because of one illness, one sickness. Um, you go, you, yeah, you might quarantine that player, do uh, do the trace or whatever, but. Um, but then, I mean, you gotta you basically keep playing. You gotta think how many other people are gonna have it that aren't showing symptoms. So are they gonna? Oh, yeah. Are they gonna test everybody weekly? Or I mean, that's that's kind of been alluded to. The plan is basically weekly testing of the players and all support staff, coaches, whatever. Um, isolation of the players and coaches from other support staff around the uh, place. But if, I don't know if you saw or not, there's already been like five or six major colleges, one of which is Notre Dame, announced that they're actually going to start school early this year, like August 10th or something like that. And they're ending their semester at Thanksgiving. Just when peak might be again when the sickness starts coming back. With the, the anticipation is to get school, get the first semester over with before – uh, the flu season really hits hard. Yeah, I did. I did see that there was sometime in late November. That's the prediction that first you got the flu, and then of course the corona spike is predicted to be around then. So that's not a bad thought, really. Yeah, there's already been. I think South Carolina, Notre Dame, and they they rocked off three or four other uh, like major like or Power Five type schools that have already announced that's what they're going to do this so year. South Carolina, Notre Dame, no no right. good teams then. Well, yeah, true, <laughs> true. All right, Bubba, you got anything else, or we get everything in there? Hey, oh, hold on. It's all in there. Yeah. Asbury, <laughs> did, you did a study, and they think if they social distance their stadium, it would be like sixteen to 35,000 people? Yeah, they basically did the study based on if you did uh, individuals sitting by themselves with six feet apart, and then they did it based on couples sitting together and then being six feet apart from the next couple. And then they did one based on uh, family groups. So some some singles, some twos, mm-hmm. some threes, some fives, uh, but everybody, yeah. every group being six feet apart. And yeah, they said that they're, they're if you did just singles only, yeah. it was only like 16,000 people. But if you did the family groups where you had some bigger groups together, but separated by six feet, it so got up to like 35 or 38,000 well, What people. that tells us is, 
Marshall and Pitt can have games as normal. You know what I mean? I mean, they already so exactly in all their games, all you know? seven, <laughs> yeah, all seventeen of them. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now, boys. But by that study, if that is that, you know, actually takes place. Uh, uh, sorry to say, our wives will not be attending the games with us. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you talking about? Asbury has not been to a game since Skylar Howard was our quarterback. I haven't. Yeah. Well, I haven't Still, been to a home that's, game. That's pitiful. That's pathetic, <laughs> yeah. I've been to a few away games, but not only home ones. Let's pick up our next segment, Let Me Your Ears. Um, and our previous segment, we almost got into this. Uh, a little bit of recruiting news. Before we go to Asbury for this, though, coming off of the kind of corona update type thing, um, I have also heard and read today about um, how this, is, this whole thing is affecting recruiting. Now, everybody's on the same playing field, and I got to be honest with you. You know, Neil Brown's been killing it. I just wonder, I haven't checked in other schools, and maybe you guys can chime in, but this has actually been a fairly good thing as far as everybody's been on the equal playing field, so we hadn't had to, you know, fly a jet out of a major city and back and forth, back and forth. We just they just been doing their own thing from from Morgantown, and, you know, we've gotten a couple pretty decent recruits, and I just want – Maybe they'd be nice if they implemented some of this stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. permanently, <laughs> but I doubt it. But um, anyway, y'all can speak on that. And then uh, I know Asbury had some updates on actual recruits. Well, so take it away. It's it's been a while, but uh, yeah, real quick, uh, we got actually two guys that are transfers that are committed for the 2020 class, which are the ones that just signed back in like December and February will actually be here for this fall. Uh, one of which is a three-year starter out of Arizona. His name's Scotty Young. Um, he actually has two years left because uh, he didn't redshirt to play one. And there's still some question of whether or not he'll be eligible this fall or not. But he, uh, he started like uh, 30 out of 32 games for them. Um, have like 150 tackles. And uh, so he looks like he could really fill in some uh, some some of the back end in the secondary. Um, we got a kind of a outside linebacker, defensive end hybrid type guy from Maryland. Um, he'll have two years left to play two again. I, uh, he already redshirted. I'm not sure if he's a grad. Give us their name. I don't think anybody really knows. But it, I just, I already gave you Scotty Young. Okay. And I'm getting ready to tell you this guy's. Thanks, <laughs> Bryce Brand. Um, he like like I said, he's transferring from Maryland. Uh, he was kind of on the radar um, when he came out of high school, but went there. Um, Scotty Young actually, his connection was uh, Jamil Adai. He had, Jamil actually recruited him when uh, he was at uh, Arizona, so that's kind of the connection there. And then the most recent is actually a high school kid being the twenty twenty one class. Uh, tight end Traylon Davis uh, had been committed to Cincinnati, decommitted back in April, and um, committed to us. He, his recruitment, I'm not, I'm not going to try to sit here and say I uh, know a lot, just what I've read, 
is interesting. Apparently, he has a whole bunch of offers that he hasn't put out public, one of which was WVU's. He had never actually publicly said that he had an offer from WVU until he committed today. But he has some big-time offers out of the Big Ten, a lot of schools known as, as tight end schools. I watched some of his video. He's very um, – he's not one of these guys who's a tall – big receiver that needs to learn how to block. He's a blocker uh, who can catch. So he'll be – he's a prototypical tight end, so I'm kind of looking forward to him. Interesting. And that's about it. Yeah. I, uh, I will say, based on what you were talking about, uh, the recruiting, Neil Brown has been killing it. Um, there's a lot of talk out there that there actually are probably a few more guys that – are wanting to commit, but we haven't accepted their commitment yet. That, uh, you know, Neil's kind of alluded to the fact he might have to change his game plan a little bit, though. Um, generally, he does not like to take commitments from anybody who well, that he hasn't sense. seen in person play and has not been on campus yet. But with everything kind of shut down, um, nobody can come to campus. They've been kind of waiting and waiting and waiting and see if they open it back up for June. Um, the, the, the longer that goes, it doesn't look like they're going to open it up for June. Uh, we might start seeing some commitments come in pretty soon, I think, uh, of some guys who want to commit but haven't been on campus yet. So that'll be really interesting. And you all, uh, all right. talking about Neil Brown killing it, and he is. I need him to win a, little, a few more games next year if there's football because uh, – I, I actually went back and re- I'm a dork sometimes, and I rewatched the Oklahoma game that we were at uh, just the other day. And that play calling in the first quarter was atrocious. I mean, it was terrible. I don't understand how he's pulling in all these recruits when he and I don't do social media, but I think Pritt may have showed me. Somebody showed me all the selfies, the sweaty close-up selfies he posted. <laughs> I mean, what the hell is that? I mean, if I, if I was a kid, I'd be like, I'm not going to play for this guy. Look at this guy sweating and posting it. I mean, it is baby. for it you is social like media people, is that normal? Like, hey, let's work out and let's let's shoot a close up sweaty selfie and just let everybody know I worked out today. Is that normal? Uh, I mean, it might be for somebody who works out, not necessarily a head football coach of a major university. But. Where is his wife to say, hey, that's not okay to post? I mean, what are you doing, Neil? I mean, I need her to step up and be the first lady of the state of West Virginia. That's what I need right now, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that, that was been pretty awkward. I think they're telling him to stay active. It's literally every day. I'm it's literally at it. every day. It literally, <laughs> it's like a bad car wreck. You can't help but watch. I mean, it's like, what are you doing? Yep. It's been every single day. It's it's. We're trusting the climb, buddy. We get it. Not... Quit posting the selfies. <laughs> you do be, you do be climbing and sweat. We get it. You climb. You sweat. Uh, okay, let's move on. Check your group chat real quick. Oh, God. All right, anybody got anything else from the – Bubba just he's, sent the pictures. He's got that weird – he's got that weird look. Like, uh, have you guys ever seen the meme that says uh, something about when a guy's taking dick pics, what it, what your dick is looking at? No, we're not gay, you know, Bubba, so no, we don't have <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not being gay. I'm saying, like, from your – 
from your dick's point of view, what it seems. Oh, from Richard's point of view. Yes, from Richard's point of view. That's all of his selfies. It's like he's looking down at his window. Oh, those are awkward. Oh man, it's very. I can't look, look anymore. Okay, next topic. <laughs> the head ball coaches, Richard, staring up at him. That's exa- it is. Now that Brad said that, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh god. Oh, wow. god. Well, that one, that one where it's looking down at him would be pretty impressive. He is, he is getting all these recruits somehow. I don't know. I need him to quit. I need him to quit it. And he's, Andy, he is sweating. Uh, we love you, man. I do love, love the guy. I'm trying to look out for him. We post him yeah. close-up selfies, okay? okay. I mean, a, a couple more years. I mean, a few more years. He's not. He's he going to Kentucky, around. guys. D- don't. Listen. If don't Rich Rod it. wouldn't stay, this guy's not staying. Do not set your hopes on any coach ever staying here. All right, Bobby. Huggins, well, hugs. Basketball's now. different. Huggins, boy. Hugs and I hugs will, will be here till he him falls up, which, over. It'd be next week. No, listen. <laughs> I was at that game when Hugs collapsed with Randon. I know yes, it was with, we with Bubba, and we literally. Uh, me, you, you could Frank. not hear a pin drop in the Coliseum. I mean, people thought he was dying on the court. And I was like, I almost started to cry. You all know how much I love hugs. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I would have I would have ran down there on the Coliseum uh, court and given him CPR in two seconds. Oh, gosh. I, I knew that was coming. I knew he was going to say he's going to put his lips on him, but I didn't know. I didn't want, I didn't want him to. Move over, June. I'm here to save Huggy <laughs> is what I would have said. Moving on. Okay, so Brent and I, everybody's been – quarantine for the most part you know hadn't done a whole lot and uh this that is a well, lot I mean, nobody's really done much outside of maybe our neighborhood but um and i work. really wanted to get my son a baseball pinball machine want something i grew up with exactly uh yes. found that the guy talked me into a claw machine for my daughter and, and we're talking like legit, like Chuck E. Cheese size on both of these. And along the way, I got a golden tee, you know, again, for, for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, to get all this stuff, Brent and I, along with BDD, which is a.k.a. my dad, uh, and my nephew, decided to take a little road trip Saturday. And we got in the car, and we left Polka at 4.30. And we drove first to Charleston to get my nephew. Well, he decided to meet us in his father's parking lot of his of his dad's work, which is the Bone and Joint in Charleston, North Gate, off the Greenbrier exit. Well, any listeners may or may not know, but RRV trips, my dad will, is a machine, and he'll drive. 20 straight hours if it's daylight is not like the drive necessarily at night so we pull up there in the parking lot and dad immediately says as if he always says on drinks i mean on drinks and he always he always <laughs> says he delivers drinks anywhere in pretty much west virginia and charleston tri-state area so i said you know where you're going he said well yeah i deliver drinks here i'm like well okay 
So he he pulls in the first parking lot and he says, "Yeah, this is it here." And I said, "That uh, doesn't that's that's not it." He says, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." He pulls in the second place. Oh, I remember for sure this is it. And it was a law office, and I immediately said, "That's a law office. We're looking for a physical therapy place." So then he backs out. Now, by the way, we have a twelve foot long U-Haul trailer we're pulling and pulling around this place, and. He pulls in next place. It's CAMC Physical Therapy, which my nephew's dad used to work at years and years ago. But my dad saw physical therapy and just whipped it in there. And he says, oh, yeah, Austin said he'd be around back. So without even thinking, he just starts pulling around back. And basically, now we got this trailer and we're kind of stuck. And my nephew calls us and says, where in the world are you guys? And I said, buddy, we're, we're running around this place. So he's like, well, we're right across the street. So, of course, he pulls in there. We get, we get him to pull in there. And, again, he pulls around back, thinking it loops around, which it does not. And now we're basically stuck. Like, it looked like Austin Powers. Remember the golf cart scene where he's trying to back that golf cart in and out of the hallway? And my dad can work a trailer. He can drive a truck, do it all. But if it's, if it's dark, he's basically Yeah, he was like, blind. I can't see. Apparently. He's like, I can't see anything. I can't see anything. And so, uh, anyways, it was a debacle. And then, of course, we went to pull out of the same parking lot, and he goes left back toward the buildings that he thought was the physical therapy place. And we had a 13-hour drive ahead of us, and that's how the, the We spent started. 45 minutes of it in that parking lot, I feel like. Yes. <laughs> so, we – anyways, the trip was – um, about what, what was it, about four and a half hours, Brent, to Greensboro, yep. something like that. And then from there, we went to Richmond, which was about three hours, and then five and a half hours back home. So, yeah, and that's just drive time. We stopped a couple places and ate, and uh, we also took a took you all trailer through a Chick fil A drive through. <laughs> a small, a tight drive through. not allowed. <laughs> The people yes. behind us had their video camera out because they thought we were going to get stuck. Yeah. It was one of the two yeah. driveways then... or two drive-thrus that uh, converge into one. And the guy, it was a big old dude in the passenger seat, and he had his camera out videoing us the whole time because he thought we were going over the edge and we were getting stuck at this Chick-fil-A drive-thru. Yep. Hey, that's no Dell. Yeah, Big Daddy Dell took care of it. And uh, we, did get, we did get told by one of their – you know, those polite workers, they just politely said, for future reference, please do not bring a 12-foot trailer through our drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of the trip, but... though, so when we went to Richmond to get the golden tea from this guy, uh, he comes out, and the first thing I see is a Virginia Tech fan. I'm like, well, I'm, I don't know if I can be nice to this guy, Pritt. Virginia Tech fan. So he's like, Print made a little <laughs> comment to him, something about, uh, I don't know if I'm going to buy this from you now. I didn't know you're Virginia Tech fan. Well, his son went there. But then we get in there and we start asking him questions about his pinball machines. And this this dude's eyes just lit up like I, like I do when I'm talking about West Virginia sports. And he starts asking us all these random, weird-ass questions about pinball machines, right? And Prince is like, I don't know what you're talking about. So then... I kind of felt bad because there's a certain person that's been on an RV trip that know that literally knows nothing about football. And I've judged him every freaking RV trip because I'm just like, how do you not know these things? Well, that was his word, pinball. Guys, he has a pinball <laughs> league. There's a pinball league where they get together 
and they see who has the highest <laughs> score in a pinball machine. I did not know a level of dorkiness was out there in the world, but it is. It is. Not just that. He had and also and also how I got connected with any of these people buying it was I found the Facebook group and lo and behold, of course, they all know each other. It's basically like the underworld of the, the baby cubs <laughs> on Tiger King. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they all knew each other. They all would talk trash on each other because they all were selling yeah. their own stuff. And this gentleman, he had a really funky, like, 70s-style house. And one of the – I guess it was probably, like, his main living room. I don't know. It was huge room. And he had probably 10 or 12 pinball machines in there. And I don't mean, like, junk. I have researched them a little bit. They were all like seven, eight, nine thousand dollar pinball machines, among some other collectors' items that he was telling us about. We didn't have a clue what they were. I just, I wanted my golden tea. I wanted to be on. Be on he my was way. like so proud of himself that <laughs> like he knew something that we didn't know, and he was not only that he had a bit like a big flat screen in this. I mean, it was a big living room that had a live feed of people playing pinball machines. I swear yep. to God. He had that in there. Yeah. Stingle guy. <laughs> yeah, very strange. Yeah. I'm surprised you made that alive. Well, you no, you got I mean, because they, they want to resell you stuff. So, I mean, they're all about that. Fritz saw somebody <laughs> trade a car yeah, was... for a pinball machine on this site or wherever he was for this. Yeah, well, it was a Mustang, just some piece yeah, of junk. Found on Road Dead. <laughs> found oh, on Road Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, apparently, but it's a big underworld, and I gotta tell you guys, I'm, I've got the itch. We played the crap out of the pinball machine. Kids, the younger kids, have really nailed the claw machine and golden tea. I just got going yesterday because I actually left the cord in, in my dad's truck, so I got it going, and uh, I got 36 holes in last night. I got 18 plus closest to the pin after work today. I mean, it's it's a workout. <laughs> And here's one thing, the first guy that we went near Greensboro, he was a nicer guy. He basically told us, and I think we probably all knew this, that every arcade we go to, like the claw machines are all rigged to where you can set it to where you win like one out of 20 or one and like adjust the grip. So basically don't play any of those games. They're rigged. Yeah. I will say, and I do have a picture. Um, we were at Rio Grande in Taze Valley one time, and Justin mm. put a dollar in, won two stuffed animals back to back. I did. Hits. Well, that was just <laughs> I was just winning you, winning prize. <laughs> hey, Bubba. Yeah, but this this guy. Have you ever go gotten ahead. mad at that when you lose at the claw games and just put those massive hands just up through that and just rip a toy out of there? <laughs> They don't. They don't fit. <laughs> yeah, but the guy, the guy, basically, yeah, like Brent was telling us, and and actually showed me on on the game, you can set it to where it can only win one out of twenty, and that twentieth time still has to be like a yeah. perfect drop to even win. And he sets them at fifty cents each, and he's and he said, you know, most of them are about fifty cents, and you, and Asbury maybe he can do some quick math, but. So, you know, it's one out of every 20. It's probably more like one out of every 50 that are actually winning, and you're getting 50 cents per. And he also said that the animals or balls or whatever are about, are about a quarter <laughs> to 50 cents each 
Are you charging the neighborhood <laughs> kids to play that? Wow. Wow. They gotta right. put quarters that's right. in. That's right. <laughs> so, I feel like Bubba. We haven't let him talk a whole lot tonight. I don't. It's, we... it's fine. You you shut your mouth. Yeah, but the listeners. Once it has been a better. It has been a better episode. <laughs> Bubba, if it helps any, I think we talked about how know, but... lovely your fingers <laughs> and your hands are on the road trip too. I mean, we just. Oh yeah, we, we did, just yeah. always. Did you? How does that get brought up? <laughs> Your hands are legendary. Anytime a guy's wife asks for the hands, other than the, you know, you know, we got to talk about the hands, Bubba. <laughs> you know what? We should. Uh, I should do like the Dustin Diamond. You know how he made his own. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I, should, I should do a, a, a hand mold or something. <laughs> You should. <laughs> we can arrange that. Wow. I mean, it, it could just be called the bubble. It would be. It would be for. It would be for experts only. Yeah, oh, absolutely. There's no coming back from that. <laughs> it's almost like a flashlight, but it's like the, like the bubble light. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So, we'll lead this into our last segment, Mojocs Hall of Fame. And since uh, Brent and I kind of got to see some little bit of the underworld of arcade and pinball, we thought we would do our top three favorite video games of all time. So, uh, who wants to start us off? We'll go with Bubba, since, you know, we haven't let him talk much. Um, so, three, two, one. One being probably yeah, favorite let's of do all that. time. Gosh, I I think um, surprisingly, I have not played Fortnite in the mm. past. I don't know ten days. <laughs> that's the longest I've gone. But I mean, that's going to have to be third on my list, okay. just because that's probably the longest game that I've played. I mean, I've been playing that thing now for like a year and a half. I mean, they update the seasons and they update the maps and different features and all that crap. But that's probably the longest game. I've played. It's pretty enjoyable. Um, number two have to be mm-hmm. NCAA football. Mm-hmm. No, no particular year, just that game in general. Uh, I, I think some of my favorite times were growing up in middle school, high school, and Thanksgiving, and always having tournaments and stuff with family. And then I think number one on my list has to be NBA Jam. Whoa, okay. That that game, That's on my list that too. game was really good growing up. Yeah. Wow. Loved it. He's heating up. That was one of my favorite games to play growing up. Yeah, that was a that was a great one. That's that's what was I mean, I knew he wouldn't disappoint on hey, video game. I try. Asbury, I let's try. go to you next. <laughs> All right. I'll go um I think we might have some overlap here. I know me and Bubba are uh number three on my list. I'm gonna go with oh, Tiger Woods a good one. golf. I mean, and that that's gonna have some overlap with number one, and with just the fact that Pritt and I used to spend twice a year basically when Tiger Woods golf and when number one came out, we were always at the mall at midnight. Yeah, get the game. And then we would literally play it for who knows yep. how long. 
<laughs> I mean, we would skip classes the next day. <laughs> um, but that's definitely number three on my list. Number two, um, hurts me to say number two because it's a baseball game. It's not number one. Is RBI baseball? Too. Loved that game growing up. It was just kind of a classic. Um, played it all the time. Number one, overlap, NCAA football. Um, I mean, we would get that game and play it for days straight. And no better year was the year when you could get White and Slayton together. It was freaking cheat code. There was was, – me and Brent uh, used to go up to um, Dan and Glenn's. They had a house, I guess. Yeah. Early college years. And we had a whiteboard – and we would have tournaments. <laughs> We're some long-winded SOBs tonight. <laughs> but anyway, we used to we used to have tournaments. We had a big whiteboard, and uh, we would you know summers off and didn't really work much and that type of stuff. But we would play. I can't remember. I remember like we would keep our records. Yeah, like we would I mean, do- we have like a league, and we would just play. We would play in the garage, and literally play it all night long. I'm, and I, if I remember yeah. correctly, our, like, win and losses were up in the triple digits. That's how much we played. Yeah, we did play a lot. And that is Gino's, uh, Glenn Knight of Gino's Pizza of South Charleston, our proud sponsor of the Mojax podcast. Where I'm yeah, having a delicious good. buffalo chicken sandwich tomorrow for lunch, I bet. And yeah, we're, we're about to bring this thing live to there uh, shortly. Yep. And we're going to start recording together, so it's going to be it's going to be pretty epic. We're gonna to try to record next week together. Yeah, maybe. I'm just waiting to see how uh, committed these other two guys are. Uh, whether or not they're, they're going to show up, you know, I'll always be there. I live five minutes from Fred. I would That's be true. there. I mean, if he wants me to drive out right now and play him in Golden Tee, no. I'm on my way. <laughs> His wife's not letting that. I have leftover Philly cheesesteaks. <laughs> Good grief. And large and fingers. <laughs> large fingers. <laughs> All right, well, let's finish our Mojax uh, three, and we'll go back to Asbury for his top three video games of all time. I already gave you mine. Well, you said, <laughs> that, you said Tiger Woods, and you said... RBI yeah. and then NCAA football. Okay, so maybe I cut off for anybody else. <laughs> I think you did, actually. Okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so, let's go to Brent for his top three video games of all time. All right. Well, number three is going to, I think, surprise all of you all, uh, just because I'm not a NASCAR fan. But they had a NASCAR game. and uh, Yeah, that game Dan, was fun. Dan Parsons, who is our listener in Virginia, who said last week he may sue us for being mentioned on the podcast because I didn't give permission from him. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, he had an actual steering wheel and pedal and stuff. And I remember playing that game for hours at his house. So that NASCAR game, those NASCAR series would be my number three. Uh, NBA Jam would be my number two. And then NCAA football is definitely my number one, especially when you could make, like, the players and make them all 99 and just, like, dominate everybody. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's the only time we're ever going to see West Virginia win national championships. I'm like, all right, I'm national champs, you know. (laughs) <laughs> that's true but that was my top three 
Those are pretty good ones too, and I've, we're gonna definitely have some overlap. Uh, my top three, uh, Tiger Woods, as as Bird mentioned, we spent many many hours. I mean, our I think our I mean our scores were like twenty five under. It was something crazy. Oh yeah, so good at it. Um, creating characters. You almost beat me a couple times. <laughs> no, usually we played. We'd use the same guy. We'd just rotate. Yeah, that's true. Because it because it, it took so long. But uh, uh, my second one, I don't. It was. It's not. I mean, RBI baseball is definitely good. But mine was the show, particularly when when we started creating our own players on there. Uh, I don't know if Asbury remembers this. His sixteen year old year. I created our entire uh, yes, yeah, big league team on there, and just of course made them like ninety nines and stuff, and just hit home runs every time. So, yep, I agree actually with you with with choosing that over RBI. I just tried to go with something retro. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so the show, and then obviously college football. So it was a clean sweep for us in college football. Um, Loved it from the start, which was Bill Walsh, if you remember. Bill Walsh College yeah. Football on second. Yeah. Uh, then basically they started making it essentially the same thing as Madden. But, yeah, Brent, whenever we could start importing our players, uh, I mean, I was, like, amazed that we could see the players' names, people from WU. I mean, you had people we knew, like, on video games. I'm like, these people are on video games. Like, <laughs> this is good. Yeah. So... But all they're right, bringing boys. that back, aren't they? What's that? I think they're supposed to bring back college football. Oh, they keep talking about it every year, and who knows? But I would, well, I would think I could, so. Moving that way, yeah, they think that with the name, in, uh, name, image, and likeness coming out, that that might be able to change to where they can bring it back. Yeah, my wife says that might be our only college football. <laughs> she just now said that. Yeah, she she interrupted podcasts to say. That might be your only college football. I mean, shut that mouth, woman. <laughs> <laughs> you tell her she's sleeping on that big, beautiful couch she bought. <laughs> the love sack. That's. I mean, that's my nickname too. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do agree with her. No college football in the fall, fellas. At least not okay. with fans. Not with fans. What about, I thought you said bands. I wonder if bands would be there. <laughs> Well, if there's not simple gifts before a game, which none of you all get in the stadium early enough to see but me, every time I go to a game, I'm like, I got to get in there for the band. Then well, I, don't no miss, point I, I don't miss the, the band. No, I don't miss the band either. I don't know what's Brent's thought. We just don't go. We don't see Brent is, in their well, yeah, Brent's problem, ben, Brent's problem is he's there in the morning when they do the um, run the through. Hey, guys, don't judge me. For getting in the stadium early and watching big muscular men stretch, okay? <laughs> Don't judge me for that, all right? I mean – I get excited <laughs> for the game. Brent's in there. He beats Neil Brown in there, and he's in there helping these dudes in jock straps stretch. Yeah, I'm like, hey, guys, <laughs> loosen up that hammy. <laughs> <laughs>